Hey everybody, this is Carlos Ledo, the host of the MIA All Day Podcast, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, and there's certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it's so easy to use. Believe me, I am not a technical giant, and this has been a, a fantastic experience for me and my podcast thus far. Not only that, Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many other platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's got everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So today, go out there, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm and get started. podcast. This is your host, Carlos Ledo. It's been a while for the four or five of you that follow this podcast. I haven't done a pod in quite a while, although I have been um, guesting on my boy Manny Navarro's podcast, the Wide Right podcast with him and Kelvin Harris, aka the Gary Payton of podcasting the trash talker on Twitter. Um, Today, I'm going to give you guys a solo episode. I'm going de la soul, me, myself, and I, and I'm going to introduce something I like to call three and out. So this is going to be something I do just to give some quick thoughts on some topics related to either the Hurricanes, Heat, Dolphins, uh, maybe the Marlins, probably not, um, <laughs> and give you just some a rundown of some things that I want to talk about. So I'll talk about three, uh, three topics. And then, of course, on fourth down, if we're ineffective, uh, if we're like the Dolphins offenses of old or like Dan Enos' offense when he was here in Miami, we're going to punt on fourth down and I'll give you a fourth topic. So. Here is topic number one. So on today's three and out, the wide receiver play going into this season for the Hurricanes. Uh, So all of these topics are going to be Hurricanes related, and it's going to be sort of a look into the season. Um, You know, everybody knows that the wide receiver struggled last season. Uh, Mark Pope and D. Wiggins dropped more balls than a blind juggler last year, and it really hurt the offense's production, stalled a lot of drives. And even in some games where, you know, you thought – um, you might have a chance to, to make a run at somebody like Clemson if you made a couple more plays downfield. Um, and even against North Carolina, maybe score a couple more points. So instead of losing by 55, you lost by 42. Um, these guys really didn't come through. And, you know, hopefully they turn that around this season. But the good news is there's a new core of receivers, uh, a new set of starting receivers that are coming on. And that's going to be led by Charleston Ramble, the transfer out of Oklahoma. Uh, our guy, Mike Harley, coming back after having a, a fantastic season, ending that season on a high note last year, just blowing up. And uh, the new addition, Keyshawn Smith, to the starting lineup, the Blazer, a guy that's been pretty impressive in the scrimmages so far, has shown speed starting back in the spring, has shown the ability to get downfield and actually catch the ball, which is a big difference uh, with this group. And aside from, you know, D. Wiggins and Mark Pope, there's a bunch of guys pushing those first three to get playing time. You know, you got... Professor X, you should be Professor X, but his hair is too nice. So I'm just going to call him X. Xavier Restrepo, uh, guys making another play, a lot of plays in, in camp and in, back even in the spring. Jacoby George, another guy that's looked fantastic. Romello Brinson, Brashard Smith. And a lot of people are forgetting about Michael Redding. Michael Redding earned a lot of praise early on in camp. And I think he's going to be a fantastic receiver for this team. They've given him the opportunity. But the point is, there's a lot of depth this year. And more importantly, with the veterans and Rambo and Harley, you've got two dependable receivers that you can go to to get first downs, to move the chains, 
And that's so important, especially as great of an improvement as the offense made last year, they were 61st in the country on third down. They only converted 41%. And that has a lot to do with being behind in the chains and not being able to convert on third and medium and third and long when you need it. Um, and to be able to do that, you need receivers that can find the sticks, get down and get the football and make the play. And I think Harley's definitely that kind of guy, Rambles, that kind of a guy. And then you need that other threat, that that guy that can stretch the field and make the defensive backs have to worry about staying over the top to allow the other two to work underneath and find open spaces. And and I think this year's receiver core is going to be a lot better, much improved compared to last year's. So no need for uh, to worry about having another repeat performance like a necessary roughness, having my man Featherstones out there at receiver. We're not going to have any Featherstones out there this year, even if Harley and Wiggins get. I mean, if uh, Pope and Wiggins play a lot, I think they'll be improved. But this receiver core is going to look a lot better this year, and I think that's going to be key to scoring more points, uh, being a better offense, being more efficient on third down. All right, second down, and this is no small topic. Uh, stop the run for the Hurricanes to be better this year and to make a jump into the top 10 and make a run at the college football playoff. They've got to stop the damn run. I mean, they were number 76 in the country last year in terms of rushing yards per game. They gave up 174.5 rushing yards per game. They gave up a, a total of 1,919 yards rushing for the season. 1,909 of those were against North Carolina in one game. Um, but in all seriousness, 554 against North Carolina in that last regular season game, just an atrocious performance. And, and that needs to improve. And, and that starts, and I've mentioned this with Kelvin and Manny on the wide right podcast that starts not just with the linebackers it really starts with the defensive tackles. The defensive tackles have to be dominant. And most of the dominant defenses, not all of them at the university of Miami from the past had dominant defensive tackles. You guys had like Russell, Maryland, you had Damian Lewis, you had Warren Sapp. Uh, you had guys that were just Cortez Kennedy, guys that were dominant up front that occupied the offensive line and didn't allow those guys to get off onto the linebackers and let those linebackers roam free and make plays. Um, speaking of linebackers, I think we're, we're going to need these guys to step up and make plays. The two young guys, it looks like they're going to be the starters and Corey Flagg and Keontre Smith. And, you know, I, I've been worried about Keontre Smith's size um, just because he's a little what we call light in the ass. But uh his speed, his athleticism, I think is going to be a huge plus. And the more I think about it, his his player comp is is another guy that was undersized here at UM, but was great at linebacker and made a lot of plays for us when he was here. And that was Sean Spence. Uh, you know, Sean Spence was about six feet, 207, 210 when he played here in Miami. You know, uh, Keontre is about 5'11", six feet, now 210, 215. So it, it's, it's a comparable uh, comparison. And I think if he could become Sean Spence, man, we've got something there. And speaking of comps, Corey Flagg, I think his comp is is like Denzel Perriman. If he can be a guy like Denzel Perriman and make those kinds of plays and be that type of player, I mean, Corey's 5'11", listed at 230. Denzel was listed at 6 feet, 230. Both guys uh, have instincts for the ball, may not be the fastest dudes. Uh, you know, Denzel was known for thumping dudes and coming up and hitting guys. Hopefully, Corey develops that trait. I know he's got a nose for the ball and is a good tackler, but we need to see him thump some people. And that, that also helps in the run game. If, if you're coming in there in the run game, as an opposing running back, and you know what you're running through is paper, you're not going to be too scared. But if you're running to some thumpers, some guys that are going to make you tiptoe in the hole, then that's going to reduce your reaction time and your ability to make cuts and plays. And, you know, you're not going to gain 15, 20 yards of pop like North Carolina did. You're going to be tipping in the hole and somebody's going to knock you out and bring you down after one to two yards. So hopefully that's the case. Um, the defensive tackles this year, I mean, Jared Henderson Hunt, 
the law firm, JHH, Nesta, uh, John Ford, Jordan Miller, now Leonard Taylor. They, they've got a solid group of guys at the defensive tackle that I think can make a lot of plays, a lot of guys with experience. And I think Leonard Taylor is going to find his way in the mix, and, and he's just too talented not to. My only concern is, again, John Ford coming back for his uh, ninth season at the University of Miami. He's been so up and down, hasn't really been a dominant force, even though he's got the size and ability. This dude's kind of like Carmen Sandiego. Like, where the hell is he? He needs to step up and be the dude there in the middle to help anchor this defensive line. Nesta has the ability and the potential to have a Gerald Willis-type season. And uh, JHH has the opportunity to be a guy like R.J. McIntosh, you know, one of these guys that's uh, athletic, quick, that can push the po- push the pocket, that can, uh, you know, push the line of scrimmage and, and make negative plays. And I think that's going to be the key this year in terms of the defenses is if those guys, those tackles can make plays up front and occupy those offensive linemen, push the line of scrimmage back, make the point of attack behind the line of scrimmage, those linebackers will be able to make plays. And I think it's going to be a lot better than it was last year against the run. And uh, I don't know if Corey, Corey Keontre Smith and Corey Flagg will take every snap at linebacker. You know, guys like Sam Brooks, Tyreek Austin Cave, Avery Huff, Wayman Steed. And a guy that started last year, Bradley Jennings, and is not getting a lot of pub so far in camp, uh, need to keep pushing these guys to ensure that they're the best they can be. So hopefully it's better this year, and, and I think it will be. All right, third down. Let's see if we can get this first down. The big boys need to play big. Uh, I mean, the offensive line has been an issue here at the University of Miami over the last few years. Um, and although it was much improved last year compared to the debacle that was uh, the year Dan Enos was here, and uh, we, we just – where we opened up against Florida and gave up 205 sacks in one game, um, they need to be better. They were still, get this, number 117 in college football and allowing tackles for loss. They allowed 7.91 tackles for loss per game. That means the offensive line – is not creating holes, is not creating push up front, and the running backs are getting hit in the backfield and taken down. Um, not only that, but they were number 98 in sacks allowed, giving up a total of 30 last year, 2.73 per game. So even though there were strides made in that area, it's still not good enough. And can you imagine how many more sacks would have been given up if De'Ara King wasn't as athletic as he is and didn't extend plays the way he does? So this offensive line really needs to take a step forward in terms of moving guys up front, being grinders, grinding like the clips. Um, and I think it's possible with the new guys at guard with, um, you know, Jalen Rivers, Navon Donaldson coming back, uh, having Zion Nelson for another year, who's projected to be a top 15 pick. According to Kelvin Harris, he could go number one. Kelvin's angling to be his agent. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and Jared Williams at right tackle, who's back for his 27th season in college football whose son will be enrolling at the University of Miami in the spring um, to go and attend classes with him. But I think this offensive line, not just because of those starters, but the depth behind them with DJ Scaife, you know, uh, John Campbell, Osman Traor, Justice Uluwasing, Uluwasayan, I'm, I'm not going to get that right, uh, the guy from UNLV, and Isaiah Walker, add the depth behind them um, to really make this a solid group. I don't think they're going to be world beaters. They're not going to be the number one offensive line in college football. I think they'll be top two or three in the ACC. If they can be that, which is so far away from atrocious, which is where they were two years ago, and mediocre, uh, and and that's being kind. Last year, I think this team has a shot to score a lot more points. I mean, just last year, even in their running offense, which was supposedly a lot better than it was in the past, they were ranked number 67 in rushing offense with 162.5 yards per game. So that needs to improve. I mean, for for Don Chaney Jr., for Cam Harris – for Jalen Knighton to make plays in the run game, 
the offensive line needs to be able to move guys up front. And how many times have we seen on third and short where Corey Gaynor gets blasted back into the backfield or last year DJ Scaife got blasted and guys just weren't getting pushed up front and creating those holes that we needed for first downs or, or you know, on third and long, you know, tackles whiffing and olaying uh, and getting beat for sacks or, or rushing De'Ari King out of the pocket and having him throw the ball out of bounds to avoid the sack. So all those things need to change this year. I think they will. I think they'll bring an improvement. I think the the amount of experience along that offensive line uh, is is impressive. And the only real young guy there is is Jalen Rivers, and the guy's a hoss. And I think he's going to be a fantastic offensive lineman as long as he's here at the University of Miami. Well, we didn't pick up the first down, so I guess we're going to punt on fourth. All right, fourth down. We're bringing out Lou Headley to punt the ball here. What's the last topic? Turnover chain. Not the actual design of the chain. We need more turnovers. You know, a team that predicated itself so much this defense on getting turnovers really hasn't been doing it a lot the last couple of years. Um, and really, the secondary hasn't been as as effective and as dominant as it's needed to be or it's been as in the past. Um, I think the addition of Tyreek Stevenson will help that. He's a big physical guy that can play both outside and inside in terms of the corner. Uh, reminds me a, a little bit of Antrell Roll. Uh, he can be that sort of physical guy at the line of scrimmage, but also play inside and give you a little bit uh, more versatility in terms of how he plays in the box or covering slot receivers. Um, I think the overall depth of the secondary with DJ Ivy to Corey Couch, uh, you know, Al Blades, uh, Isaiah Dunson, Marcus Clark, all these young guys that are behind them will help. I think the safeties uh, will be much improved. I think Irvin Hall was hurt a bit last year, and I think that's what slowed him down. But I think he's a lot better than he showed last year. I think Bubba Bolden's really hungry to take a step forward and take his game to another level, especially in coverage where he was lost a little bit last year. Um, and then you've got those young safeties in James Williams. You've got, um, you know, Keyshawn Washington. You've got Brian Balaam. Uh, you've got a bunch of guys back there. And if he comes back, Avante Williams, um, just a, a great core of guys back there that I think will help improve that secondary. But more than anything, I think the defensive ends need to help uh, apply pressure. So, they can rush for and not have to involve too many guys in the blitz package. And there's some huge shoes to fill some Shaq, Ronald McDonald type shoes to fill with Jalen rivers, uh, Jalen Phillips and, and uh, Quincy Roche leaving to the NFL. Um, but as always, you know, Manny's found guys and developed guys at defensive end over the time that he's been here. You know, he had Chad Thomas take a big step forward his first year here. Joe Jackson took a huge step. Um, you know, Jonathan Garvin took a huge step. And of course, Rousseau, and, and Jalen Phillips all took huge steps here. And I think they'll find a way in terms of combinations and even guys that they bring off the bench. Maybe it's a Zach McLeod that gives you, like Manny was saying the other day in the press conference, a few innings in relief as a pass rusher like Trent Harris or Demetrius Jackson. D-Jack was really good um, in his junior in that type of role. I think you can find you know the, the ways to put pressure uh, with a rotation of guys. It doesn't have to be necessarily dominant at the defensive end. And as dominant as they were last year at defensive end, they, they got sacks, but they didn't stop anybody from, um, you know, getting their yardage uh, in terms of passing. The Hurricanes were number 65 in terms of passing yards allowed a game at 233.9. They were 58th in the country with only seven interceptions and zero. And I'm saying zero pick sixes, which I mean, for the University of Miami, that's 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 embarrassing. You, you We need guys in that secondary to make plays and not just make picks but take it to the house as much as possible because not only does that help in terms of getting more points on the board for your team, but that demoralizes the offense. Um, and we need more of those types of plays. And I think eventually the secondary is going to gel and make those plays together. 
Um, you know, call me call me the king of wishful thinking, but I think this team's gonna be very good this year. Uh, how good? I mean, I'll save that for another podcast because I have punted the ball away and it's out and they've fair caught it. So the other team has the ball. So that's the end of the three and out. But uh, I'll be back within the next week or so to preview the Alabama game. Uh, we'll definitely have a visit from our friend Raul from Hialeah, who's uh, out and about on these streets, uh, ready to, to take in the hurricane season and just ready for the season, man. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this pod. Hopefully you listened. Um, I'm looking forward to the three people that listen to this podcast, one of them being my wife, um, giving me some positive feedback, some positive commentary. Follow the pod on Twitter at MIA All Day Pod. Follow me personally on Twitter at El Ledo 1307. That's at E L L E D O 1307. Yes, it's complicated. I'm not changing it. I don't care. So um, thank you guys. Uh, leave me some comments. Hopefully, you enjoy the pod, and there'll be more to come. Go Canes. Thank you.